0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business.
1: Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Kira Brooks with Wholesale Sugar Flowers. Welcome, Kira.
0: Thank you. Good morning.
1: Well, I'm excited to learn about what you're up to. Can you tell us a little bit about Wholesale Sugar Flowers? What are you up to?
0: Sure. So we are an e-commerce baking supply company, and we've been in business for over 20 years. And we supply the baking industry, everyone from at-home bakers all the way up to major hotels and resorts around the world with cake decorations.
1: And then how'd you get into this line of work?
0: I actually... Acquired the business about two years ago now and came across it, was looking for something different. I had a former GWBC business that this we decided to sunset, and this came across as a great opportunity that fit you know my life and and what we were looking to do in terms of growth. so so we jumped on it.
1: And then um, so exactly what is it for the person who isn't familiar with this kind of industry?
0: So it's we are a distributor of cake decorations, Um, anything from sugar flowers, gum paste fondant flowers that you would put on a wedding cake to sprinkles that um, you have on cupcakes and cookies, um, little icing decorations that you have for birthday parties and everything around a celebration.
1: And then, um, so your customer isn't necessarily the end user. It's like a baker, bakery.
0: We, before the pandemic, it was just a B two B model. Um, as a result of the pandemic, we moved into a B two C model as well. So now we do both.
1: So now, uh, like a home baker can get uh, these kind of things direct from you rather than going through, I guess they would go to typically prior to this, they would go to a store or um, like a grocery store and buy some of this stuff.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: So now when you made that shift, did that change um, how you kind of went to market that I guess it affected your, I guess, at least the targeting on who your prospective client would be?
0: Absolutely. It it really um, changed much of our business model and also moved us in a different direction um, because we had to uh, the the pandemic was was such a shock to us as many many other companies have experienced and we had to take measured action fairly quickly to be able to save the business and save our employees and you know continue moving forward so we we knew that there were going to be a lot of bakeries that would not make it out of the pandemic, Um, unfortunately, just because it is such a tight business. There's very thin margins in the baking industry. So um, the reality was that we were going to lose a a fair chunk of customers that we currently had. So we moved into a a home model, if you will, um, and tried to target the at-home bakers. Many bakers were not in a position where um, they could afford space in a retail environment. So they moved back home and they started baking from home. So we were able to offer them per piece rate instead of bulk quantities, which allowed them to manage cash better, um, to not have to buy so much inventory and hopefully help keep them afloat uh, as well as the at home bakers that were stuck at home and they just wanted to get into baking because they had more time on their hands. so
1: so now know. now your prospective client are is the kind of the professional baker who is still selling their wares and needs it to look perfect and professional. and also now these kind of at home bakers who are doing it just because they have time and then they enjoy it,
0: yes, exactly.
1: Now, how does the kind of the marketing change when you kind of make? Now you're you're um, kind of addressing two pretty different groups. One's making a living, you know, with your product, and the other one is just having fun and you know impressing the f- friends and family.
0: Yes, it's a it's a challenge. That's that's for certain. We actually had to move to um, Facebook and social media for our mar- marketing, and we started to. Target a specific clientele um, who was interested in baking and and pastry and everything dessert cake cookie related, and we found that through social media and the advertising, we were able to introduce ourselves to many many more clients than we we ever expected.
1: So then, the, did that kind of that's an unintended consequence of of the pandemic that now you've opened up a whole new market that maybe you didn't even consider where or was on the back burner.
0: Yes, absolutely. We, we had always known that we wanted to explore it at some point. Um, this, this hastened that, that exploration and we were, you know, very pleasantly surprised at how well received it was. And, um, we haven't looked back, uh, our, our, this segment helped save our business. Absolutely.
1: Now, this is a, um, a good kind of learning for other entrepreneurs out there. Like, this was an area that you didn't really kind of prioritize pre-pandemic, and then it became a necessity during the pandemic. What was that kind of uh, conversation with your leadership team when it was time to make that decision? Because this is kind of a momentous decision, you know, where you're saying, hey, we used to be this, and now we're also this. You know, this speaks to almost the core of your business. Your business is called Wholesale Sugar Flour. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. uh, so how that decision, I'm sure, wasn't made lightly.
0: No, it wasn't made lightly at all, but it was made swiftly. Uh, we were in survival mode, if you will, at that time. And we had to recognize that either we could move to where the new reality was or we could stay and, and hope for the best. And. Me being more of an action-oriented person, I, I didn't want to take the risk to hope for the best. Considering that a lot of customers are not only, you know, our wholesale customers were not only uh, retail bakers, but there were also hotels and resorts, and you know that many of them are still still in a very limited operating capacity right now. And uh, obviously, the wedding industry is a huge part of our business as well. So it really was more of a necessity and. Not so much um, a debate.
1: And then when you're making that decision and you decide to take action, which is another great piece of advice for folks that are wavering, uh, you know, when you're going through a crisis like this, they don't ring a bell to tell you it's over, like that you're you're going with kind of limited information and taking best guesses mm-hmm. um, with uh, the, the limited information, which makes, you know, business challenging just by itself in good times.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so in bad times, it's even even trickier. So when you're making this kind of shift and you said, okay, we're going kind of all in, we're putting all our chips in this pile now and we're going for it. Um, Did you quickly come up with a plan? Okay, we're going to do Facebook. Like, where are these people at? And you just kind of were going with gut feelings or did you kind of bring in an expert to help you? How did that, um, the action take place?
0: We had discussions with our digital marketing team who we were working with before uh, that, that helped us narrow the focus into this segment and, and helped quantify the opportunity. So we did put some data behind it and, and understand, okay, if, if we make this shift, what's our potential target market? And is it worth it really? Because we were going to have to redo a lot of our operations as they existed. So once we got that, that initial first pass, we, we hit the ground running and, you know, I have a, a a saying that I have, I kind of take with me through life, you know, I'm, I'm going to die trying, (laughs) you know, I, I knew that it wasn't going to be a guarantee, but I also wasn't going to just sit and let, let things happen to, to the company that I love, to my team that I love, my employees were counting on it. And, um, and we just, we just pushed ahead.
1: Now, when you have a culture that's that strong, um, how do you think that helped you through this crisis?
0: Loyalty goes a long way. Uh, building that trust and building credibility with your team, uh, the whole notion around authentic leadership, the the real raw conversations that we had at that time were not for nothing. Uh, they they knew it, they felt it, and they didn't want to lose this environment that they love to come to either. So they were very much on board of whatever we needed. Let's, let's try because their alternatives were, were not great either. Um, you know, this, this is a warehouse operation. Uh, we don't have a lot of, um, fancy work, if you will. And we are a supply chain company. So, you know, these jobs are not, not cushy, white collar corporate jobs. And, and these people have to pay for their, for their families.
1: So now, it's serious. Now, um, speaking of the changes, kind of your, like you mentioned, your supply chain uh, company, and now I would imagine you were going from selling big Amounts of things to smaller amounts of things, uh, maybe the same things, but just in smaller packaging. How disruptive was that? Like you, you were able to handle that kind of shift.
0: We were able to leverage the employee base that we had to when we first started, and their their work. You know, we all shared and took took a bigger burden of work um, to just cover the extra time involved. Because you're right, it just takes more labor to do the smaller quantities. And so once we got to a point where things were were starting to look a little bit more consistent and uh, and growing, we decided to add more people. So through this, we actually ended up um, increasing our hiring, and we ended up also increasing our our growth trajectory.
1: (sighs) It's funny how life works, huh? That, you know, these, you couldn't have planned for this. And I'm sure when you were forecasting this year, it didn't look, or last year, it didn't look like that at all. But then this is what I love about entrepreneurship. I mean, people just keep grinding and they don't, you know, take no for an answer. They just keep finding a way. And it's just an amazing story. And congratulations on your success and able to kind of navigate this, this rough terrain.
0: Thank you. It's it definitely had some some sleepless nights and and um, some nerves. But like you said, it's, it's all about the grind and you have to stay focused and you have to make the tough calls.
1: Now, when you made that shift and you said, OK, because this is a hypothesis at this point, right? You're like, it seems like it should work. We mm-hmm. have stuff that people who bake should want but we've never done this before. How quickly was it before you were getting traction and you were like, you know what? This thing is going to work. Like, when did you start feeling more confident about the, making that pivot?
0: Our our business went to, to zero on March 13th. That was kind of our D-Day. And by June, the end of June, we had transformed our whole website, um, moved our model, started Started the Facebook marketing, so within that you know eight to ten week period, um, we we started to see things change. By July, we were we were rocking. Um, we had exceeded our July from the previous year already, and we continued to grow since then. So it was a very quick once we got all of our you know our our side organized. Um, it happened fairly quickly.
1: Because it's it's as the business really at the heart of it hasn't changed. It's just the client has changed, and so therefore the packaging and the the other elements of that have changed. But the heart of the business is the same. It's it's wholesale sugar flowers. Like that part really stays the same, right?
0: No, exactly. the The heart of it is the same. Um, the thing that we may have expanded on a little bit more is our our sprinkles and our sugar crystals and that side of the business. We we came up with you know, 50 new different sprinkle combinations just to give people ideas of what to do. So we tried to do a little bit of expansion on that side to, to become more attractive to the at-home baker um, who's baking a birthday cake for their kid because they can't have a party out, outside of their home or, or something like that. So that really helped us expand into the, the sugar market Um, on that side, and and we saw tremendous growth. We almost doubled that side of the business in the last six
1: months. Now, do you find from a marketing standpoint, you have to kind of help them be more creative in terms of giving them more and more ideas where when it was primarily wholesale, they were the creative kind of driver of this and they just needed the materials?
0: We find that Pinterest helps a lot in terms of giving people ideas so when people come to us they typically know what they want to do um we're the ones to help bring that to reality uh if, whether it's a custom a sugar flower or whether it's a specific like i said sprinkle combination for their particular project they're working on
1: now let's talk a little bit about gwbc um, you mentioned your previous business was GWBC. Uh, a member, you were a member there as well. Why is the GWBC important to you in your work?
0: I've always had a passion for women's empowerment and enablement, and I do believe that GWBC gives a platform for people to showcase for women to showcase their capabilities, and for organizations to to find these women. Uh, And, and I do believe that they do wonderful work to try and bring these two parties together. And, uh, you know, I, I've been a supporter for many years. And um, even when I was in corporate before I left, before I left corporate to become an entrepreneur, I was responsible for a supplier diversity program in my, um, in my company. So um, in our department. So it's just been with me for many, many years.
1: And coming from a corporate background, you see the impact that when um, kind of an enterprise level company partners with a smaller uh, minority or woman owned firm, the difference it can make in that, you know, the ripples that occur from that kind of uh, generosity is very real.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, women aren't looking for a handout. They're, they're looking for an opportunity to, get their foot in the door. And that's all I think that we're asking. And when we saw that on our side, on the corporate side, you know, those companies really stepped up and they really came with interesting ideas and were true partners in the sense that uh, there was more skin in the game for them in in some cases.
1: Right. I don't mean to say that this is some charity. I I mean to say that just uh, the access that they're giving these smaller folks uh, makes a big difference.
0: Of course, of course.
1: And they don't, I I don't think a lot of enterprise realize, like, this is kind of um, sometimes loose change for them, but it's meaningful dollars (laughs) for the the small uh, entrepreneur.
0: And if you think about the fact that our economy is run mainly on small business, it is very meaningful, and uh, it might take a little bit of extra work on, on a corporate side, because it is a little bit smaller of a, a book of business, but I, I think the what you get in, in return is far outweighs it. and it goes a lot further. Their dollars go a lot further.
1: Now that um, kind of the, hopefully the pandemic is waning a little bit and then there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel here, hopefully in the next six, nine, 12 months or so, do you feel that um, your business really is a different business now that there's there's a um, kind of a lot of more opportunity maybe down the road than that you would consider prior to the pandemic?
0: Absolutely, and you know even in, during the pandemic, we helped uh, companies turn into DIY cookie kit companies. Um, we've helped provide fulfillment for them. We also uh, came up with a new business idea, so there's going to be an exciting new business that comes out of this pandemic um, because of it. So it's it's really opened up our eyes to all the possibilities that maybe we didn't even explore fully um, before this.
1: Right. It's when you're going through a crisis. It's I mean some. Folks aren't going to make it, obviously, but the the ones that do, uh, when they can kind of stumble upon or discover another aspect of what they're doing and then serve clients um, through that, it's just uh, really rewarding work. I mean, business is hard in the best of situations, and when you're going through a crisis and you kind of figure something out, that must feel really good for you and your team.
0: Most definitely, and we love to serve our customers. So that's, that's all the joy in the world when we can help them and help them save their business and help them, you know, make, make an experience special for their loved ones and family. That's, that's what we're looking for.
1: Right. Every time you sell somebody something, you know, you're making someone's day.
0: It's absolutely wonderful. And it's a great, great way to, to be in business.
1: Now um so the people out there, let's educate them about uh what you have and how they can get a hold of it. So um now any a baker of any uh shape or size can go to wholesale sugar flowers and discover all kinds of things to uh jazz hands up their their bake goods, right?
0: Absolutely. You can just go and visit wholesale dot com. You don't need any special um Codes or anything, you just go in and, and place your order, and we ship it out uh, same day if you order by three PM.
1: And um, and it, this is a website you go there, and your head's going to explode. There's so many choices, and there's so many things that can really spur a lot of creativity. Uh, even things you might not have been thinking about is available there, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have over twenty five hundred products to choose from. We have the largest variety of sugar flowers uh, in in the US um, and our sprinkle and sugar collection has grown significantly. So we're, we're up there and on that side of the business as well.
1: And then you ship in the US or also international?
0: We're international, we're, we're a global company. We ship to 17 different countries, I believe at this point.
1: Well, Kira, congratulations on all the success. You're doing important work and we appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much for the time.
1: And that website, once again, is wholesale sugarflowers with an S.com. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.